listeners you are now tuned into equip with manoj charles a podcast committed to equip the body of christ in their walk with god to fulfill the destiny that god has for them in these podcasts prophet manoj charles will be sharing insights from god's word which will draw you closer to jesus and live the kind of life he desires for you now let's welcome our host prophet manoj charles Hello friends, greetings to all of you in the precious name of Jesus. I'd like to take this time to welcome all of our precious audience to another episode of our podcast Equip. Hope you have been blessed by these podcasts that we've started recently. And uh, I'd also like to take this time to thank you for those who have let us know how these podcasts have been a blessing to you. Amen. All right. So as we continue uh, the series on understanding spiritual gifts on today's podcast, I have a special guest. I want to take this time to introduce our dear friend and prophet Jacob Pillay, who's going to be with us discussing, sharing insights, and also helping us understand the importance of spiritual gifts in the life of a believer and also in the local church. Just to give you a brief up about who. Prophet Jacob Pillay is. Um, he's an ordained minister and a prophet of God under the leadership of the senior prophet Amos Jairatnam. And he also serves as one of the leaders in Tabernacle of Holiness Church, Singapore. And the best part is what I love about Prophet Jacob is that he's also a marketplace leader. Uh, he serves as the vice president of a software company called Mindtech Asia Pacific. So I'm really stoked to um have prophet Jacob Pillage bringing in God's heart on today's podcast I'd like to encourage all of you to really listen to this podcast uh with an expectant heart and uh at the end of our conversation prophet Jacob Pillage takes time to bring in the word of the Lord uh for the season and uh, also share a prophetic perspective about uh the current scenario about the crisis that is happening in the world world so i'd like you to i'd like to encourage you to uh you know um tighten your seat belts and um even as you listen to this conversation i pray that the holy spirit will really stir your faith stir your spirit up uh to really capture the heart of god uh behind this conversation god bless you i'll see you soon hello uh Thank you so much uh, Pastor Jacob for uh, accepting our invitation to be part of our po- podcast for today and uh, we're so glad to have you on our podcast thank you Thank thanks Manoj it's a privilege to also be part of your journey and uh, thank you thanks for the invitation to share uh, something that you have um that you have assigned for today <laughs> thank you so much yeah. pastor Jacob. well uh, like i uh, you know i've been doing a series on a podcast on understanding spiritual gifts yeah so uh, so i'm i've uh, so i'm well aware that you are part of a prophetic team uh, who have been teaching on this subject for quite some time now around the globe uh, yeah. on the body of christ so i thought probably you would be the right person that i would come and bother on so thank you so much for accepting once again sure so uh, so pastor jacob so i do understand that um you know you, you do come from a uh, from a, a little bit of traditional background uh, as a traditional christian so how did that entire transition happen from 
from from from being a traditional Christian uh, into being part of the charismatic camp. If you could just brief us up, brief the audience up and the listeners just before we start uh, the series. Okay, um, so um, yeah, if I recall uh, what happened many many years ago, this okay. was uh, probably during the teenage years. Okay, uh, wow. We, uh, my parents actually were CSI. Okay. Uh, and then they went to Assemblies of God and they were born again there. Wow. I remember this was in 1969. Not That's mistaken. a long time ago. Yeah, wow. very long time ago. Yeah. Um, and then from there we we were we were in Durgapur at that time, which was West Bengal. Oh. And okay. then we uh, then we moved to Bangalore. And uh, it was in Bangalore that uh, we went to a Pentecostal church. Okay. And um, my parents, during one of those fasting and prayer meetings, I think my Mm -hmm. parents were filled with the Holy Spirit. And and then the journey started. And and I remember my dad uh, in 71 or 72. I think it was Mm -hmm. in 72. There were a couple of prophets from Kerala that came. Okay. And... uh, we used to have those uh, spool types uh, of uh, of uh, recording system, ah, and okay. uh, my dad actually in, in, uh, purchased one. He invested okay. in one. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the brand was Grundig, and uh, okay. he used to play those prophecies over uh-huh. and over again. Uh-huh. So that prophetic journey actually started in '72. Now this is uh, I am looking back after all these years. Okay. Uh, those days, uh, I think uh, I was probably 12 or 13, 12, uh-huh. and then uh, we were introduced to that without really knowing it and without uh-huh. uh, journeying, uh, okay. without exactly knowing what God was doing. But okay. we just walked through. We were faithful in what we did. Okay. Uh, my mom, mom used to, and it was in 75 that I lost my dad. Okay. But uh, my mom uh, was a fervent uh, prayer warrior, continues to wow. pray. Wow. Um, <clears throat> even today, so so she used to manage three kids um, and also find time to pray. Well, I, I definitely was, remember. I definitely remember you saying that she still she's around 85, 86, and she still wakes up around 4 a.m. to pray. That's like that should challenge like a lot of leaders and believers yeah, out yeah. there. Wow. Yeah, so uh, 93 now, this she's year, 92. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so she still gets up and prays uh, that Ooh. time. Come on. Um, and I think uh, that's that's the oil in the engine yes. that has been keeping Come her on. all these years. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think uh, if we are what we are today, it's because it's through the prayers that uh, uh, that. The Holy Spirit has activated a lot of things in our lives, yes. and uh, and uh, I'm looking back and I'm then revisiting mm-hmm. um, the journey that uh, that God has. Uh, in fact, I've never looked looked back before today. I've never looked back at that journey. Uh, wow. So you have opened something out. <laughs> the Holy Spirit has brought in that remembrance that uh, yeah. that this is this was my the call on my dad. Yeah, and the call on my dad has uh, come on to me, wow. and uh, 
um, so so if if you are, see so those days we never knew about the prophetic uh, I mean mm-hmm. only prophecies we knew about and correct, correct. never knew yeah. how what God was intending for the church as teenagers we didn't really care we went to church to please our parents mm-hmm. and cool. uh, it was uh, carrying a Bible at that time was a big taboo mm-hmm. when you are a teenager oh yeah I think. Yeah. I think of those days we were trying to impress all the girls in town, so you never carried a Bible. People called you Holy Joe or whatever. <laughs> so, so it was a journey that we took. But through those times, uh, the Word of God never fails. And I, pray. And wow. I believe uh, when, uh, when, uh, when we consistently get in that relationship with God, no yes. matter who has uh, gone away, God will bring mm-hmm. them back because Amen. the word over their lives will be fulfilled. Come on. And, um, so I, this is what I recall as far as the uh, the Pentecostal side was concerned. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I was uh, I was a nominal Christian. I used to okay. go to church too. Uh, I used to help my pastor to baptize people. I used to serve communion. This is in Bangalore? or In, in Bangalore. This okay. is in Bangalore. I used to uh, go to Revival Center Church. I think it's still uh-huh. there. Okay. The pastor yeah. is also there. He's 95. Wow. <laughs> we okay. meet him whenever we go to uh, whenever we go to Bangalore. And uh, yes. I remember, and it was. I don't recall the date. I don't mm-hmm. recall the uh, the uh, uh, the time. But I recall one one person, a foreigner. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he was from the U.S. He mm-hmm. came in, mm-hmm. and uh, I re- the only thing I recall is he called me out, and okay. he called another person out, okay. and asked us to go in front, and okay. that's about it. I because we were not in, uh, we were not uh, uh, what do you say? We were not uh, trained, or we didn't know what was prophecy about, or we didn't know what prophetic about, we didn't know yes. what anything else was about mm-hmm. um, so he released words over my life uh, okay. I, I'm not sure nobody recorded it okay. uh, I probably only hear it when I get to heaven <laughs> unless the Holy Spirit then uh, reveals or recalls those words back again which uh-huh. was spoken I think when I was uh, mm-hmm. 18 or 19 or 20 I'm not sure which year mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. and um, we just went in front and he mm-hmm. said, bring the oil, we poured the oil and he prayed over me. That's what it is now. All the words released, nothing. Of all the words released. Even the, the other person who was also called doesn't remember that too. Mm-hmm. But I recall this. And uh, uh, so, so, uh, so then the journey to Singapore started when okay. in 96, I came to Singapore in 96. Wow. And um, even at that time, uh, no clue about what the prophetic is, no clue about the apostolic, although the season of the prophetic was already functioning. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was in 98 that I met Pastor Amos. Wow. Uh, okay. Um, in a church camp. Mm-hmm. And um, so then uh, when we, we pray, he prayed over, so at the church camp, mm-hmm. uh, he prayed over me and... Uh, but he didn't say anything about the prophetic at that time. He just okay. prayed and said that uh, 
God is doing certain things in your life. You are here for a season, and then after that, you will leave this place. Uh, wow! So, for us, uh, seasons. We thought we were uh, in the season means a couple of years. Uh, Correct. And that's about it. But now, yes, uh, it's going to be twenty. Five years or twenty-four years wow. now, complete. It's been like twenty-five years in Singapore now. Yeah, twenty-four years actually. Twenty-four years. Ninety-six okay. we came. Twenty-twenty. Wow. Twenty-four years, and uh, we're still discovering what the prophetic is about. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. And the different levels of prof, of yeah. prophetic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so Pastor, so I I do know that um, you are as much as uh, you're ordained to be a prophet. Uh, but you also function as a as a pastor. You're you're one of the pastors, uh, you know, uh, in your church or the elders, if I have to say. All right. Yes. So so uh, I I understand that uh, tabernacle of holiness church is a church, uh, which uh, you know which understands the importance of spiritual gifts. All right. Yeah. Okay. So how important do you think that the church? understands the importance of spiritual gifts on on a whole because you know we we as much as the as much as uh, you know god has restored uh, uh, you know the fivefold god has restored uh, the apostles and prophets back from the 1988s and and so forth uh, but but there are still places there are still uh, uh, churches uh, which uh, you know uh, it's almost like the pastor is supposed to do and uh, everything. It's it's seldom to see that uh, you know the uh, believers are not taken through that process of uh, being teached, being taught, equipped in the gifts of the spirit. So so how important this subject do you think is for every local church to be taught and equipped on? Uh, I think it is vital now. It's extremely vital now because yeah. uh, uh, the the God has shift has already shifted things. He's brought in the fivefold ministry into the church. Yes, that's right. And uh, the function of the fivefold ministry primarily is explained in Ephesians chapter four, yeah. and uh, what it will, uh, uh, what it is supposed to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, where people are currently are. Uh, so as far as tabernacle of holiness is concerned, we have understood the importance. Uh, we've understood what it will do to a believer, what it is supposed mm-hmm. to do a, to a believer, and mm-hmm. uh, why the believer should be equipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was God's primary mandate uh, mm-hmm. in establishing the church, that mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, fivefold ministry is uh, primarily birth uh, given uh, by mm-hmm. Christ to mm-hmm. the body of Christ to equip mm-hmm. the believer to mm-hmm. function. Uh, mm-hmm. In his purpose, and uh, mm-hmm. so a believer may not may not be part of the leadership. Correct. Uh, he may not be part of the fivefold, but uh, mm-hmm. he he holds equal uh, equal uh, importance in terms of ministry function, in Correct. terms of being what he should be. Now, not everybody, uh, not everybody is required to be past, part of the pastoral team of. Uh, of any church, you can still be a believer. You can be mm-hmm. a not normal member, ordinary member, mm-hmm. but still function under the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and that was the original intention uh, of the of what of what God intended for the church. Mm-hmm. So the fivefold uh, leadership is more of 
uh, servant leadership uh, yeah so if you take a if you take uh, if you take a pyramid then uh, mm-hmm. the entire as an example then the entire base uh, is primarily the fivefold uh, ministry to equip mm-hmm. the people on top mm-hmm. uh, or if you take a structure as a building so mm-hmm. uh, the uh, so the gifting that uh, the the gifts so so here are two things a couple of things so where there yeah. is where yes. there is a challenges uh, mm-hmm. as to why are people not being equipped now in the season uh, right. because they the the pastors have not really understood the entire function of the fivefold mm. so it's uh, the, the the crucial part now is to equip the pastors first mm. to come wow. to a place where they should be Uh, they should understand the role of uh, the fivefold ministry they should understand the season of god and mm-hmm. then move in to uh, then train the believers and uh, mm-hmm. send them out um, into their respective fields um, so so i think the pastors have to actually go through that training first before the believers mm-hmm. then go through the training because uh, okay. god chose the pastors to uh to be uh, people who carry the word and to people who mm-hmm. uh equip the others correct correct wow okay well so so uh now how um, okay so all right so uh, one of the uh, well i've had uh, some of the leaders or not exactly leaders i've had some of um some of the believers from different churches you know mm-hmm. when they attend our uh, you know uh, when when we train on on the prophetic as well we have a school of prophets like this similar similarly to uh, academy of prophets and so forth right. so when uh, um uh, when we listen to the hearts of believers some, some one of the things that they uh, uh, share uh, probably where you can shed the light on is uh, probably on um, you know so so uh, as a pastoral team you are part of the pastoral team you you are one of the elders there Uh, uh, all right so as a pastoral right. team what are the few uh, protocols or guidelines you all have in mind for example if if you uh, if if you have a certain individual you know starting to flow in, in the gifts of the holy spirit and 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 growing the things of god is always a process right mm-hmm. okay so so there are times when uh, i mean uh, there are times when when you know in case if things might get a little weird Uh, mm. probably he was not supposed to say a certain thing a certain way, whatever or whatever it is so so as a pastoral team how do you um you know nurture uh, the group nurture the church uh, without quenching uh, their hunger or zeal uh, uh, that god has uh, created in them for the mm. gifts flow in the gifts so how, how do you nurture that or how do you father them without suppressing them right okay uh good question because i think this is a challenge for all the pastors and the problem uh the yeah. problem that pastors face uh maybe one of insecurity if there's a budding prophet that's coming up correct um, yeah the other thing is uh the how, how if the pastor is not inclined to prophecy mm-hmm. but knows that god is speaking then uh, through a certain person that uh, is in the church and he has has the gift then probably he should also seek the advice of other pastors who have gone wow. through this process and yes. then because uh, ultimately the church is uh, not 
made up of one individual it's a mm-hmm. it's the body and the body is big so there are people with special gifts there are people with special callings uh, so not everybody is a prophet not everybody is an apostle and not everybody is an evangelist so these are areas but everybody is a pastor uh, mm-hmm. because that's the uh, that's the general platform for uh, for what what god has created um everybody is a copy of should be a copy of the the shepherd who is jesus christ yeah so uh, i That's i can right. be a pastor with a prophetic call i can be a pastor with an apostolic call mm-hmm. uh, or a pastor with an evangelistic call um so when i uh, when i then encounter if i then encounter um see it is easy for us because we have uh, uh, we were brought uh, raised up under Pastor Amos was a prophet, uh, right. but the churches that don't have uh, that grace, uh, mm-hmm. where the where your pastor is a prophet but an apostle or uh, mm-hmm. even an evangelist or just a pastor, mm-hmm. then I think uh, I believe uh, firstly the 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 leadership must be trained to understand what God is saying and what God is doing in this season. Mm-hmm. If that mm-hmm. doesn't happen, then mm-hmm. uh, uh, it he may not be quenched uh, he might just probably uh, leave the place uh, his right. yes. his he will go and look for a place where uh, he will look for a place where uh, everybody else is uh, in the prophetic mold and and, and uh, coming but if if the call of god is for every believer to mm-hmm. um to to actually prophesy which is what uh, paul speaks of in that's right. uh, in yes. corinthians in mm-hmm. 1 corinthians 14 yes. then uh, uh, it for the larger interests of the church then there are mm-hmm. guidelines which are, are required or guidelines in place mm-hmm. where uh, when when a young person comes in correct then and he starts uh, god starts speaking to him uh, he mm-hmm. uh, what he must do okay firstly Uh, first we, first thing is the the prophetic gift is mm-hmm. not from the person it is from the holy spirit absolutely amen that's the understanding that's first understanding so mm-hmm. uh when the holy spirit comes he comes with nine gifts mm-hmm. he comes with uh, nine attributes of uh, the fruit correct and uh, he he then causes the believer to then shift to a place where uh mm-hmm. the fruit and the gifts start functioning uh, based on uh, based on the uh, need for that place uh, now when a person when a person ha- shows the prophetic grace or when a person mm-hmm. shows the prophetic gift mm-hmm. uh, then uh, if the person is if the person is new to it uh, what mm-hmm. he should first do is Mm-hmm. um so so the structure of the church is in such a way that uh, yes. we we can't override the pastor let's say Correct. i am the young man so i'll give you my example mm-hmm. as to how mm-hmm. i i was uh, brought in uh, so there was yeah. a teaching on the prophetic and uh, okay. teaching on what was done mm-hmm. but what i used to do is i used to write my prophecies first and then submit it to the pastor wow right So when God speaks to me, uh, yeah. then I have the responsibility of conveying the message. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. And so I write it down, and I then uh, submit it to my 
pastor. Right? You're talking about in the local church, right? In the local church. Okay, great. Okay. And uh, I will give it to him to wet. Mm-hmm. And when I give it to him, uh, he will pray about it. He may Correct. or may not get back to me. Correct. But that shouldn't discourage me. Wow, yes. Mm-hmm. If I have a challenge with my character, mm-hmm. then I will then think uh, that, okay, I gave this to him. God has spoken to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is he not uh, saying anything to me? Okay. So there's also a test for me as to whether what I've received, have I released it? And mm-hmm. is my ego being hurt right. by no response from the pastor? Now, yes, there is a time when gifts will cease, but the character continues mm-hmm. to go, continues wow. to grow. Uh, which is what Jesus said, when I come back, all the gifts will cease. Um, So the gifts are there for a function. Gifts are there for a purpose. The gifts are there uh, to accomplish something. And uh, and part of that is also to mold the character of the person Mm -hmm. who is Mm delivering the, who is delivering the, 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 who is delivering the, uh, prophecy or whatever he's whatever he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Now, now if uh, my so so the alignment of my character actually starts when the Holy Spirit comes mm-hmm. uh, and then asks me to cause change to my character so that then I can come into uh, the same character as Christ. So that process sure. continues to grow. It continues sure. to go and continues. So. How I deal with different areas of my life mm-hmm. is then subject to my submission to the leadership mm-hmm. and uh, the how and to the word of God and to the message mm-hmm. that I receive. So it is my personal responsibility that I examine mm-hmm. my own character and make changes to align with the word of God. That's so right. well, when yeah. when I receive a prophetic word and if mm-hmm. I think I'm important, then that's where the whole process comes uh, gets uh, short circuited. But if Correct. I follow the guidelines that I write it down, I submit it. Once I write it down and submit it, then it's the responsibility of the pastor and God between him and God to do what right. he that's, wants. That's right. right? Yeah. Uh, many times when I'm beginning, when you begin mm-hmm. writing prophetic words, when you, many okay. times uh, uh, there could be, uh, see, a prophecy comes, but when it comes in into the person, there are so many aspects of that prophetic word that uh, is released. So it could be released based on my understanding of the situation or of what I heard, uh, because uh, it also depends on what my level of maturity is. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's why it has to be submitted for correction. So it has to be submitted for review. It has to be submitted for for uh, for uh, acceptance. It mm-hmm. has to be sub- because the pastor is mature. Wow, uh, the young yes. guy is not correct. Uh, yes. And so at 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 the level of that maturity, he will be able to discern and pray and wait on God and find out. Where where the parts are right, where the parts, and so if it is not accepted, then the responsibility of the pastor is to go back to the person mm-hmm. and speak to him and say, okay, these are the things, and find out. Mm-hmm. So there's a process of growth, and if the pastor wow. is not also not 
um, he is not under he if he is not insecure he will then mm-hmm. allow the person to grow in the same church wow. but it's a it's it's a combination of uh, grace that comes in uh, side by side to mm-hmm. encourage the young person to then start growing in the lord wow. now the problem the problem usually which arises in many churches because the yes. pastor is not aware Mm-hmm. uh he then tries to either suppress it or ignore it and uh, then that causes more confusion correct uh in the church in in the general body larger body of christ uh-huh so wow. my advice to uh, people who are growing and coming up the lord will continue to speak now let's yes. rewind the clock to the time of samuel when yes. god started speaking to samuel Mm-hmm. Who did Samuel run to first? Correct. Yes. He ran Eli. to Eli. Yes. Because God spoke through the voice of a man, yes. and he already uh, so Eli was accustomed. Uh, Samuel was mm-hmm. accustomed to hearing Eli's call, mm-hmm. and uh, so when God spoke, uh, Samuel thought that Eli was calling, and so he ran to mm-hmm. Eli until Eli realized mm-hmm. that it was God who was speaking, and then he told Samuel, "No, you connect to." uh you 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 connect directly to god and he will speak to you so so again so we come back again uh, to this the purpose of the uh gift mm-hmm. is primarily to connect directly to god so a mm-hmm. father mm-hmm. uh so a father um, so in this season what happens is uh many times uh yes. the the role of the father now is to then point the person to god rather than to himself uh, again Amen. that's right uh, yeah. depending that if the father is not insecure uh, then he will say okay mm-hmm. now you fine you have come to me you've heard me uh, god has spoken uh, why don't you now connect to god and ask him uh, so what he is telling you maybe he's telling you what more than what he's right. telling me and uh, right. so right. so the season has now come in where uh, we are called now to hear directly from god because god wants to speak to everybody directly yes. and personally and That's not so. through a layer amen okay. amen wow wow it's it's amazing to see how uh, you know uh, from a lack just few few years ago there was so much of a lack of understanding on yeah. on the fivefold or uh, the prophetic or the apostolic or what God's doing in the globe in in the body of Christ globally but it's amazing to see how this uh, transition has taken place pastor so uh, yeah. you were you were talking about character all right yeah. probably I would like to uh, you know uh, uh, so so um talking about character right so um how uh, you know the scripture talks about how the gift the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable right All right. Correct. So, um, talking about character, how important do you think that f- probably if if uh, if there's a if there's a young prophet who's listening to this uh, podcast, or or if there are uh, just believers developing into uh, into uh, flowing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how how important it is that they uh, allow the Lord to 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 really mold and shape the character how 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 important does character play in in stewarding these gifts well uh, for mm. the glory of god pastor yeah uh, so if you look at the examples uh, let's look at examples from the bible because then it would not cast a slur on anybody else who you know mm-hmm. uh, 
let's look at the uh, let's take take the character of two people. One is uh, mm-hmm. Saul, right? Yes. Um, Saul was gifted. Saul was called. Saul was anointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he was in every way uh, the ideal man that uh, that people wanted. Uh, but Saul yeah. had in, uh, Saul had insecurities, and God mm-hmm. actually appointed him. So when God mm-hmm. calls you and appoints you, mm-hmm. it is no less a call uh, than mm-hmm. uh, see. It was no less a call than it was on David. Correct, right? It, this call was there. Call was very discreet. People wanted a person. God chose the person. They chose the person. God said, "Okay, I approve it." Uh, and when God approves it, uh, it works and uh, it, wow. it, it is final. But mm-hmm. uh, the the problem was the character of Saul. Now, mm-hmm. uh, look at uh, so so now look at it this way. Uh, mm-hmm. Samuel had natural sons. Samuel yes. had spiritual sons. Yes. His natural sons did not align to the ways of Samuel. Correct. His spiritual sons, there were two that he mentored. One was Saul and the other was David. David, that's right. Same father, but see what happened. The difference mm-hmm. between Saul and David. Yes. Uh, so Saul had problems but he had samuel to correct him yes but saul never took that character change he mm-hmm. always rebelled rebelled he, okay. he respected samuel but never to the extent of uh, of uh, submission wow. and mm. uh, change when samuel mm. corrected him mm. so uh, the anointing on saul was huge i mean if you actually mm-hmm. look at it the anointing was uh, on samuel on saul was great Wow. Uh, but it is only when Saul continued to go down the road, and finally mm-hmm. uh, his life ended up. See, uh, okay, so look at the character of Saul. Uh, yes. uh, when he rejected God, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, God, the spirit of God, left him, and then mm-hmm. he, it was replaced with an evil spirit. That's right. So uh, it, his life came to such a such an extent that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of his con- continuous disobedience and his continuous uh, mm-hmm. uh, continuous waywardness, then mm-hmm. uh, God had to then lift his hands off and lift his anointing, and finally mm-hmm. he was then trapped with uh, with an evil spirit, mm-hmm. uh, with an evil spirit, and the evil spirit now took control, and everything mm-hmm. that uh, everything that happened thereafter. Mm-hmm. Was uh, was because of an evil influence. So finally, ended up. Um, so he also believed in prophecy. He also believed mm-hmm. that what was spoken was right. He used mm-hmm. to go to Samuel for cover. When Samuel died, he had no cover. Mm-hmm. He finally ended up in a duplicate, Correct. and he went to that yeah. lady and he brought yeah. the spirit up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so when God then aligns the character, and mm-hmm. when God calls for change of character, when God mm-hmm. gives the Opportunities to change our character. If we don't, we have a problem. Uh, which is why Samuel turned out different, Saul turned out different, and David turned out different. And look at David. Wow. David did not. David did not do. Uh, David also had his own misdemeanors, but yes. because David was aligned to the Holy Spirit and he submitted to the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, there were mm-hmm. 
there were instances where uh, when the opportunity when he was told what was right or wrong mm. uh, uh, he he repented for the wrong and uh, he yes. knew that he was wrong because he was sensitive and he continued to pursue god so mm. the covering mm. over him was samuel uh, yes it was a prophetic covering over him but david grew yeah. because of his pursuit of god whereas no, saul did right. not grow because yeah. of that uh, he kind of disconnected from god see uh, he had issues everybody has issues he was that's uh, right yeah saul was a guy who actually was uh, hiding uh, mm-hmm. uh, saul was hiding from uh, they, when they found him he was hiding so he had a, he was an introvert Uh, mm. he he couldn't face people he couldn't do anything That's but right. when the spirit of god came on him it mm. should have changed him but uh, because of uh, his uh, the the issue that he had internally uh, god couldn't do anything mm. about that wow, wow. so that's one aspect so, uh-huh that's one yeah. aspect so 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 uh, as much as we see that both uh, david and Saul both of them ha- did have their uh, you know areas of weakness but 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 the key thing is like you mentioned david uh, in the midst of uh, whatever he went through whatever he did he 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 still came back to the lord and and yes. you see for the fact we, we read psalms 51 we uh, different psalms where where david just opens up his heart and and, yeah. and he's raw for god about you know his areas of weakness and and how yeah. he wanted god to intervene so so the key thing is uh, uh, to pursue god uh, even if you are walking through a difficult area uh, where you need god to deal with you, you, mm. so as we pursue him we 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 will see his presence beginning to deal with